Hello, and welcome to episode 30 of Podcasting for Educators. I cannot believe that we're already on episode 30. Time flies. So a couple weeks ago, I did an episode. It was episode 28, and it was all about three ways to monetize your podcast. And in this episode, I talked about three ways to monetize your podcast. And those three ways were creating a paid community, getting sponsors, and then my favorite option of being your own sponsor. I think that the idea of getting paid sponsors is really, really appealing to a lot of people. And yes, of course, if you can get a good fit sponsor, that is an awesome way to make money with your podcast. But I also want to remind you that you have a business, and that means that you have products and resources, online courses, memberships, services that already exist. So I want you to view your podcast as a way to drive people to those paid offerings. But how exactly do you do that in a way that feels good to you? That is what we are going to talk about in today's episode. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators, the podcast that helps TPT authors and other online educators launch and grow their show. I'm Sarah, former elementary school teacher turned podcast manager, and I'm on a mission to help you get your podcast out and into the ears of those who need it most. Busy teachers, counselors, literacy specialists, SLPs, parents, and everyone in between. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and podcast industry updates so that you can be on top of your podcasting game and gain some new customers along the way. Are you ready? Let's get to it. All righty, so let's dive in to this topic of selling. When you hear that word selling, does it make you cringe or do you feel pretty comfortable with it? What makes a business? Making money. And so it's okay to sell. You need to sell to keep your business going. Most of you who are listening have educational type of podcasts or are at least thinking about starting one. And I know that for you, one of the main reasons that you even started this podcasting journey is because you want to help people. And that's fantastic. And I'm with you on that. I feel the exact same way. But it's also totally okay to acknowledge that along with helping people and building relationships with your audience, you'd also like your podcast to make you some money, right? I think that we can all admit that that would be the ideal situation. So then the real question is, How do you sell in a way that feels good to you? People have lots of opinions on selling. Some people will tell you to kind of tiptoe around it. And then there's other people on the opposite side of the spectrum who are like beating you over the head saying, you're not selling enough. You need to sell, sell, sell 24-7. And I think we can probably find some middle ground between both of those opinions. The way that I view selling is the exact same way that I view any kind of marketing in your business, and that is that there is not a one-size-fits-all. We all have very, very different personalities. Some of us are introverted, some of us are extroverted, and some of us, like myself, are somewhere in the middle of those two things. So because of this, I will never, and you may have heard me say this 
in earlier episodes, but I will never tell you that you need to sell a certain way on your podcast or that there's one way to sell things that's the most effective. Instead, I really want to just talk through this with you and give you some different options so that you can choose the right one for you. Whether you are like super comfortable with directly telling people about what you have to offer, some sort of paid offering, or you're someone who would rather go curl up in a ball in your closet than to ask people to buy something from you, whichever one of those sides you're on, there's one thing for all of us to keep in the back of our mind. People need to be reminded of things. They need to be reminded of what you do. They need to be reminded of what you offer. I know that this is nothing new to you. I'm sure that you've heard what used to be, I believe, the rule of seven. People have to hear something seven times before they'll take action on it, before it really sticks for them. Now, in recent articles I've read, that it's more like 14 times because on a daily basis, you're looking at hundreds of reels, Instagram posts, TikToks, emails that people are sending you. So people are just scrolling through all of these things every day. They are constantly being sold to. So you really need to talk about something more than once or apparently 14 or more times to make it stick. And if you're creating a podcast purely for it to be a place that builds your know, like, and trust factor with your audience, that's wonderful. But I want to remind you of something that I think a lot of us forget. And if you take away one thing from this whole episode, it is this. A lot of podcasters assume that everyone who listens to their show already knows what they have to offer and what they do because of social media. If you never talk about it on your podcast, you never talk about your offerings on your podcast, then that's just not true. Just because somebody listens to your podcast every single week, that doesn't mean that they're following you on Instagram or that they're subscribed to your email list. I am one of those people. I completely separate Instagram and podcasts. At least half of the podcasts that I listen to regularly, I don't pay any attention to the host on social media. A lot of them I actually don't even follow on social media. And it's nothing intentional, but when I really sat down to think about it, I realized that I really don't connect the two. Even if it's a podcast that I absolutely love, I don't always go and follow them on social media. And even for the people that I do follow, I'm not always seeing their content because of the wonderful Instagram algorithm. Not everything that you're putting out, your whole audience is seeing. Really, it's only like a fraction of your followers who are actually seeing your content that you're putting out. Now, all of these podcasts that I listen to every week, would I buy something that they talk about on their podcast? Heck yes. One of my biggest if not the biggest investment that I've ever made in my business was for a group coaching program that I had heard about on a podcast, a podcast that I had just discovered that day. (laughs) But what the podcast host was saying resonated with me so much and she really hit on my pain points and really made it clear how this program would solve those problems for me that I immediately went to the link that she 
talked about in her podcast and when that was in her show notes, clicked on that link and filled out that application the second that I heard that episode, before the episode was even over. And I did all of this before I ever even thought to go to her Instagram page. And I would have never known about what she offered unless she talked about it on her podcast. So it's clear that you need to be repetitive and you need to often be just super straightforward when you have a specific thing that you are selling. So let's look at some ways that you can sell in a way that feels good to you on your podcast. Number one is to take the direct route, be direct and be consistent. Think about the one thing that is the most important to you right now that you want to drive people to. Put the greatest focus on that thing for an extended period of time. That means more than just one or two episodes. I think that that's the trap that people fall into a lot. They just mention something on a couple episodes and then they wonder why it's not converting. So if you have one thing that you can promote or sell, whatever word you want to use, over time, it should be something that can like always relate to your audience, always relate to your content. And what I mean by that, an example of that would be like right now, I have a mini course that I've recently created all about podcast guesting, all about how to land podcast interviews, leverage those interviews, et cetera. And so that is the one offer that I am focusing on right now. I'm interrupting this episode to let you know of a resource I have created just for you. One of the most common questions podcasters ask is, how can I grow my podcast audience? My top answer is to guest on other podcasts. Think about it. When you're intentional about which podcast you guest on, you're getting in front of ideal customers who are also podcast listeners. So how do you land interviews that will give you big results? I've put together a three-episode private podcast series all about how to approach the podcast guesting strategy. You can access it by heading to podcastingforeducators.com slash private podcast. I'll see you there. Now back to today's episode. One way to make people very aware of your offers is to use an ad in your podcast. Stats show that podcast ads do not bother people, and a good amount, like a really good amount of people, actually take action on them. And if you're somebody who's thinking, I do not want to put an ad in my podcast, I don't want to drive people away, I don't want to annoy people, there is a beautiful... Fast forward by 15, 30-second button on everybody's podcast player that they can push if they don't want to listen to your ad, just like when you watch TV. If people don't want to watch something, they'll just fast forward through it. That's not the end of the world. It's not going to make people never want to listen to your podcast again, unless you're somebody who has like six ads in one episode. Then, yeah, like that's a little bit much. (laughs) I don't recommend doing that. But if you have one ad, it's going to help you more than it's going to hurt you. So here are actually some stats, and I will link the article that I pulled these from, but this is from 2022, so it is up to date. It says that 81% of podcast listeners say that they pay attention to podcast ads. 
And then of that percentage, 63% of those surveyed say that they always or sometimes ignore TV commercials, which shows that the listeners find podcast ads more engaging than other kinds of advertising, like TV commercials. Then it goes on to say that 60% of listeners have bought a product based on a podcast ad. That's a pretty great conversion rate. And I've seen, like with any kind of stats, they tend to vary. I've seen all kinds of stats, but the recent ones that I've seen that people have done surveys on for podcast ads, it has been a high number like this, 60%, 70% of people who listen to podcast ads actually to take some sort of action on them. Okay, so if I have convinced you that you might want to think about using an ad in your episodes, sometimes that it might be good to do that would be if you have an upcoming launch. Maybe you're getting ready to launch a group program or a monthly membership or an online course or a new resource, whatever it is, this would be a good time to run an ad. And it doesn't have to be complicated. I recommend it being around 30 seconds, nothing crazy long, about 30 seconds. You can put some music underneath it. It could be the same music as your intro and outro, or it could be different music. But when you go to create that ad, you just want to make sure that you're hitting on a pain point and sharing the solution, sharing how whatever it is that you're selling is going to give people the solution that they need. And then you can just plop it into your episodes. I would put it in at about the halfway point or a little bit before the halfway point of an episode to make sure that you're getting the majority of people because sometimes people start to fall off towards the end of the episode. So you don't want to rely on an ad at the end of your episode. If it is a resource that is evergreen, at least for the time being, like a monthly membership that is always open for people, maybe you, it's just, People can join at any time. It's not like you have an open door, closed door situation. So that would be something that I would encourage you to go ahead and put into your formal intro and your outro of your podcast if you wanted to, so that you're making sure that people are hearing it multiple times in each of your episodes. And like I said earlier in this episode, I really am passionate about helping you find ways to do things on your podcast that work with you and the way you run your business and your personality. So if you are still dead set against promoting paid things on your podcast and you really only want to focus on free things, freebies, free downloads, that's totally cool. And all of this advice that I'm giving, ads, putting things in your intro and outro, you can do those for your freebies too. You can totally have an ad for a freebie. And it's just letting people know where they can go download it and how it's going to help them. And that would be great for those of you whose main goal is to drive people to your email list, build your email list through your podcast, because maybe you're more comfortable selling on your email list than you are on your podcast. And that's all good. So think about the goals of your show, where you want to lead people, and take this advice and put it into action in a way that makes sense for you. Okay, so whether it's something that's paid or free, putting something in an ad, putting it in your intro and outro, those are both direct ways of promoting something on your podcast. The other way, of course, is to just flat out say it in your episodes, in your actual content, talk about it, let people know what you offer, what they can expect from it. If you do this, I recommend putting it 
definitely at the beginning of the episode, and then you can also do it again at the end. But that goes back to that idea of making sure that you're not missing those people who might fall off and not make it to the very end of the episode. So those are some ways that you can directly sell on your show. The second way is to just kind of sprinkle it in throughout your content. So this is good if you want to really focus on driving people directly to your TPT store. This can be done in any episode at any time, but whatever it is that you're promoting, like if it's a resource, it should connect directly to the topic of hand in that episode. So a way that you can go about this is to think backwards. Use your data. If you are a TPT seller, think about what your most popular resources are. Those are going to be great things to focus on, to pull ideas out of, to make podcast episodes for. And then it's going to be a very natural progression to then promote that resource. So an example of this is you are an ELL teacher and one of your most popular TPT resources is a toolkit on how to build strong relationships with the families of your ELLs. It's one of your best-selling resources, and so it's likely that this topic of building relationships with families is a big pain point for your audience. They need some support with it. So you're going to then create a podcast episode that's titled How to Build Strong Relationships with ELL Families, or better yet, you're going to do a month-long series on this topic where in each episode, you'll cover one big pain point and solution. So then that's a natural opportunity to promote that toolkit in four or five back-to-back episodes. You can mention that resource at least two times per episode, going back to that idea of being consistent and repetitive. And I thought it might be helpful to even give you some ideas on how you can actually phrase things when you go to talk about that resource. So remember that you're approaching this by giving all sorts of value in your actual podcast episode, but then selling your resource as the thing that will help your listeners actually implement the strategies that you're giving them and give them the results that they want in a really efficient and simple way. So maybe you're giving some strategies in your episode about why it's so important to build these strong relationships with the families of your ELLs and some tips on how to do that. Maybe you're talking about how a multicultural night can help to build and strengthen those relationships. And maybe in this toolkit that you have, there's a whole planning guide on how to plan a really successful multicultural night. So you could explain in your episode the benefits of having this event. And then you could say something like, if you want to hit the easy button and host an event like this, without adding hours and hours of planning time to your schedule because you probably don't have extra hours and hours to give, then I would encourage you to go check out this awesome resource that I have that will make it really easy for you. It's already done for you. Okay, so in that specific example, you're letting them know why a multicultural night is so important and how it can help, but then your resource is going to get them there in a way that doesn't add extra time to an already busy schedule. Another way to phrase this could be you could talk about this multicultural night and then you could say 
you can absolutely create this event on your own, but if you want something that's already all planned out that you just print and go, I have this resource. Now, I mentioned before that it's often really helpful to go ahead and mention whatever resource you're focusing on at the beginning of your episodes. So an example of this would be going back to that multicultural night example. I could say, I'm really excited to talk to you today about how to plan an awesome multicultural night at your school. But before I go into those details, I just want to let you know that I have an amazing resource that will help you get this done quickly and easily. And you can find that link to that in the show notes at www.fillintheblank. So let them know right off the bat that you're going to talk all about this topic, but you also have something that will help them reach their solution in a faster way. And you're letting them know where they can find it. All right, switching over to another example. Maybe you talk a lot about classroom management and a lot of your podcast episodes are on classroom management. Then I would encourage you to go ahead and say in your episodes, if you need more classroom management ideas, go ahead and go over to my TPT store and just search classroom management and all kinds of great resources will pop up for you. This is a really simple way to remind people that you have products that can help them and can make their life easier, and you're letting them know where they can go to find those resources. The last suggestion that I have for you when you are selling or promoting one of your resources is to share a review or a testimonial from somebody who has used it. If it's a resource, then obviously this is maybe a review from your TBT store or an email that you've gotten from somebody. If it's somebody who's part of your membership, maybe they've shared this testimonial with you in a different way. Whatever it is, these are really great to include because it's very authentic and it's really a powerful way to show your listeners how you can help them and why it's worth it to purchase whatever it is. So after mentioning whatever it is that you're selling, you could just say something like, here's what one of my customers said about this resource. And then you can just read off the review. And that shows people a real-life example of how this product, how this resource was able to help this person reach whatever kind of transformation or solve whatever kind of problem they were facing. Okay, so I hope that this gave you some good ideas. I hope that it gets your wheels turning about how you can promote things, sell things on your show in a way that feels good to you. Remember that you need to be repetitive. You need to remember that not everyone who listens knows exactly what you offer. And you need to try out some different things and see what feels good to you. See what's effective. See what works. I know that you work really hard to run your business. Whatever it is that you're creating, whether it's TPT resources or a membership or some sort of other kind of community, you work really hard to make that happen. And so I just really want to encourage you to make sure that you're talking about it and let people know about it because it could be exactly what someone is looking for on the day that they listen to that episode. Lastly, I know that summer is going to be approaching very quickly and I and summer seems to be a popular time for teacherpreneurs to launch courses and things like that. So 
I am going to do an episode very soon on how to leverage your podcast specifically for a launch. So how to plan for this, how to use your podcast as a way to promote whatever it is that you're launching. Before you go, if you listen to this podcast regularly and it has helped you in any way, I would so appreciate it if you head to Apple Podcasts and write me a review It helps validate this podcast for other people who might be thinking about listening, and it just lets me know what you're enjoying. So thank you if you do that. If you don't have Apple Podcasts, then you can always just send me a message on Instagram and just let me know what you like about the podcast, what you'd love to hear in a future episode, all of that good stuff. Have a fantastic week. If you have any questions or takeaways from this episode, send me a message on Instagram at Podcasting for Educators. I'd love to hear from you. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes at podcastingforeducators.com. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Bye for now.